0: Hello, brewery fanatics, and welcome back for another episode of Brewery Travels. I'm your host, Joel Geyer, otherwise known as Brewery Travels on social media. And today we are going to a city that I just recently had the pleasure of visiting and checking out the local craft beer scene, and that is Charlotte, North Carolina. And as always, I have two amazing guests with me who know a lot more about the local craft beer scene there than I do, which is why I have them on to tell me more about it. Uh, Alexis and Mel are here both from the area and so let's go ahead and get started with quick each of you kind of giving a a little introduction about what got you into beer and how you're part of the beer community. Uh, Alexis you can start us off.
1: Cool. Um, Hey I'm Alexis. I run the Instagram and blog Adventures and Ales um, and I started drinking beer because I was a teacher and that's the only way you could survive. Um, I did my Teacher America training in Atlanta and was Dying every weekend trying to get through lesson plans. So I started going to breweries. And so now it's been like, what, seven or eight years of just continually visiting breweries been to 816 now, um, and gonna grow that a lot more. So uh, yeah, that's me. And Mel? Mel? hi everyone
2: my name is mel
1: fox i
2: am one of the co-founders of work for your beer uh, so if you haven't heard of work for your beer we're a directory for all the places you can work out and drink so think like beer yoga classes and bike and brews and run clubs um, but more than that we've created a little bit of a community in the craft beer space around people who enjoy both working out and drinking which is pretty cool um, we just turned five years old in december so the business uh, was created uh five years ago which is pretty cool to have seen where we started and where we are now. Um, But I actually got into craft beer when I um, was living in Indiana for a year where I met my husband. He brought me to a craft beer festival in Indianapolis. Uh, And that was really where I was like, oh, this is something special. It was a really cool community. And when I moved to Charlotte in 2013, it was like, the the thing you did you just went to mm-hmm. breweries and you checked out all the new breweries and it's been a whirlwind to see kind of how it's built in charlotte since 2013 um, but even then we had a handful of really great breweries so it's been kind of fun to uh ride along here in charlotte for that one.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and we'll get into more of how I can definitely agree that I, I had a great time, first of all, uh, exploring the Charlotte, uh, a lot of the Charlotte breweries that I could get to, at least obviously I didn't get to all of them, but as many as I could. And uh, Mel, you were just talking about kind of how much the scene has changed there. And Charlotte obviously now has a, has a bustling craft beer scene, both mm-hmm. in terms of quantity and quality, but they were one of the more, you know, late adopters compared to some parts of the country and, and even, you know, compared to, you know, other places in the state, you know, places like Asheville. Uh, you know, going back, it was uh, o- uh, OMB only dates to 20 or 2009. And otherwise, you know, you had Noda, Birdsong kind of coming yes. along about a decade ago. But during this kind of this boom, Charlotte has really kind of emerged as a craft beer destination. Yes. Uh, so in that relatively short time, what has all taken place to allow the city to become what it is now in ter- in terms of the craft beer?
2: You know, from my lens, I feel like those first breweries did such a good job pioneering the space that it made other people excited about craft beer. So like even in like the Charlotte metro, I'm going to air quote that, Charlotte metro area, there's 35 breweries now. Um during COVID, I believe only two closed. So that shows you like how much the community has really like gotten into craft beer here and it's been the thing that People do, you know, we walk to the brewery, we bring the dogs, we go see live music there. And it, it's much more about the community and like what each unique brewery offers. Um, I'm sure we'll get to the question where we ask about our favorite breweries. uh, But I always say that's a loaded question, right? Is it the aesthetic? Is it you want a good variety? Is that you want a specific style? And every brewery is so different here and they offer a little almost like microclimate or a microculture. Um, and it feels very like neighborhoodly. I don't know. Alexis, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I mean, I've only been in Charlotte for a little over three years, but even in that time, the amount of breweries in the area has grown an incredible amount. Um, Like there's 35 just in the, what we call the loop suburbs. We're over 80 at this point. Yeah. We have a ton. (laughs) It's insane. And so, I mean, I think it's just kind of, it's what you do in Charlotte. We're a young city. We're full of, you know, banker bros and entrepreneurs. And what else are you going to do with your weekend? Might as well go drink some beer with your friends. So I think that really just helps everything grow when everyone in the city is looking for the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, in general, I know a lot of the cities in North Carolina have become very, you know, trendy places for for young professionals to move. You know, both Raleigh, Charlotte, even Asheville. You know, a lot of people are moving there, and so when you have a lot of especially younger people moving there, just like everywhere else, a lot of breweries are popping up. That's just, I think the two kind of go hand in hand. Uh, And so looking now, one topic that I haven't addressed as much in the podcast in previous episodes is, is outside drinking and dining, and I noticed that many of Charlotte's breweries have pretty impressive outdoor areas, especially, you know, places like OMB. But even when we were at Heist, you know, a lot of people were taking advantage of the outdoor areas. Uh, what are some of your favorite kind of outdoor areas to drink at in the Charlotte area? And do you feel that that's something that's being taken full advantage of yet? Uh, Alex, if you can lead us off this time.
1: Cool. Um, I have a full blog on this, so check that out. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Noda Brewing, I think, has a great outdoor area. They got They got a little turf area that's really fun. Um, I like Edge City's patio a lot. They've got just a really great aesthetic at that brewery. Um, But basically almost every brewery in the city has at least some outdoor seating, Um, even if that's like four picnic tables on a sidewalk at this point, just because our climate is generally pretty good aside from January where we are right now. But (laughs) um, even then they have heated outdoor patios and fire pits and things like that to make people more comfortable if they want to be outside, especially with the pandemic. So I think it's a great addition and I hope more breweries continue to build out that outdoor space because it's I mean, nothing's better than sitting outside and drinking a beer on a beautiful day.
0: Was there, was there additional, did more breweries add? Was, was outdoor seating always something even pre-pandemic that a lot of Charlotte breweries took advantage of? Is that something that even, that more breweries either A, added or B, expanded in the last kind of two years?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's always been popular, um, but they definitely either grew their outdoor spaces or added heaters because, you know, in 2020 and early 2021, nobody was really sitting inside or we weren't even allowed to for part of the year yeah. in North Carolina. Um, and so a lot of people added at least heaters or th- something like that to entice people to still go outside. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think of like town brewing that used to have like bocce ball courts and they ended up replacing those cool. with picnic tables because they were like we need yeah. outdoor space. So it was definitely a little bit of a transition during the pandemic to like fight for like where can we put people outside because they wanted people to feel safe more than anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to think of all of Charlotte's like rooftop breweries, mm-hmm. like we have the chamber, mm-hmm. uh, when robots location in Noda, huge rooftop location, That's a really uh, cool place to go. And then devil's logic has a, uh, just like a city view. Um, mm-hmm. and so there are some more like unique outdoor spaces. The other one I think of is like petty thieves. Mm-hmm. They do like movie night out there and petty thieves is just like a really eclectic brewery in general. So like they have a fun mm-hmm. outdoor patio there too. Um, I was trying to think of breweries that didn't have outdoor space no. and I was challenged a little bit with who doesn't. I think almost every brewery does have some patio form or fashion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's the case. I think, especially in, like you said, Charlotte's got overall a very good climate. You're able to take it, take advantage of that. Uh, and so I talked to you both both you know, before and even during my visit to Charlotte in terms of trying to get some recommendations. I always like to do that because although I do my own research, it's always good to talk to people that live there, know the scene better than I do. And so for those listening to this podcast, if it's their first time in Charlotte, what breweries would you send them to? Or just overall, what kind of experience would you try to point them in, in terms of experiencing the local craft beer scene, Mel?
2: I'm wildly biased because I live in Noda. Uh, Mm -hmm. In Noda, I can walk to seven breweries. So I literally have a little Noda beer trail. But the two that I always, always, always send people to are Divine Barrel Brewing um, and Salud Cerveceria. And uh, Divine Barrel, like if you follow Work for Your Beer at all, like we do a lot of content collaboration with them. They're just such fun people and are really adamant about creating a safe space in the brewing industry. And I love that about them. And Salud Cerveceria is like the most aesthetic space. It is run by a Dominican couple. um, And it has a lot of Dominican vibes, very bright and vibrant. And they have got like hanging plants everywhere, any place with plants I'm going to be obsessed with in general, but um, every beer they make there is so good. Um, so you know, I lean towards the notice side of things just because I can walk there and I'm I'm just at these breweries more frequently. But um, I'm curious what Alexis's answer is gonna be. Actually, I think I know what it's gonna be.
1: <laughs> you definitely know what it's gonna be. <laughs> the brewery I'm obsessed with resident culture yep, is always nice it. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my number one recommendation. Um, they just crush it in every style of beer. They have a great atmosphere, the people there are incredible, can't beat it. Hands down, no no doubt in my mind, Um, but when people ask, I usually, aside from sending them like my list on my website, I also am like, you know, go by neighborhood because you don't want to hop around and just try to visit like one brewery in each neighborhood. But really, if you have the time, spend a day in Plaza Midwood, spend a day in Noda, spend a day in South End, if you have to, Um, you know, (laughs) hop around the outskirts. There's a lot of good places to check out. And in most neighborhoods in Charlotte, they're really walkable and you can just kind of explore and make a day of it. without having to, you know, Uber from one side of the city to the other or something like that.
2: We yeah, can I mean, was...
1: South End because it's like the younger side of
2: town and we've like graduated out of there, but there's so <laughs> many good breweries in that space. Like resident culture just opened this magnificent space there. Like uh, it's you can't, you can't beat like some of the locations in that space because that neighborhood just knows how to cater to its audience really well. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
0: No, <laughs> no I was going to say is that just like looking, when you're looking at the map of Charlotte too, there there really is a lot of breweries pretty centric to the city, it feels mm-hmm. like, that it isn't, you know, there are like very specific neighborhoods, but even in general too, if you're staying in the city, it's not, you know, 40 minutes if you're staying, like in San Diego, there are times if you're wanting to go up, if you're staying south of downtown and you want to go up towards the north side, like a Miramar, like where a lot of the breweries are, like that's a, that's a trek. And so, you know, that's one nice thing that I thought I thought about when I was visiting Charlotte is, is that we were staying to the south end of the city, but to drive over, you know, to get right over to, to some of the north side stuff, it's really not that bad. So I personally appreciate that as a brewery travel. And I know Alexis is the same way uh, when you're trying to scout out places in a new city, uh, yep. you know, dist- distance having to travel is, is, is definitely, you know, can play a part in that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so moving on now to one thing, you both mentioned that you kind of started these essentially brands and you now both have fairly large brands on social media um and in the past i I have had on one person that did uh social media for a brewery but in terms of you guys this isn't a topic i've really addressed very much and so for you what are some of the biggest pros and cons to how social media has become part of craft beer uh, both in terms from the breweries and the customer's perspective Uh, alexis you can start off
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, I just personally like it because I think it's an easy way to find good beer in other cities because I love to travel so much. I, I follow people and people who I trust, their recommendations. Um, and you can follow breweries and learn about different things that are happening as well. <laughs> um, and so I think that it's just really an asset. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some negative things with, you know, trolls in the comments and things yeah. like that um, and things getting out of hand sometimes. But I think overall social media really can't hurt um, in general. And I think, <laughs> this is cold. <cult>, um, <laughs> and I think, um, you know, getting to learn about other places via your phone is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Not, don't, not the first time we've had a dog make an appearance on the podcast. <laughs> that's really fine. But Mel, well, Mel, what are your thoughts? I know you also talked about how you do some collaboration stuff with different breweries. What, what have been some of their perspectives too and like their approach to social media and how that's kind of changed? Because Obviously, you know, for, for so many years, breweries maybe dipped their toe in the water with Facebook or Twitter now, you know, obviously Instagram and even lately TikTok, but it's becoming more and more important for breweries to not only have these accounts, but to be active on these accounts.
2: Yeah. So my background's in in marketing. and um, so I have a very strong digital marketing background and have even like run like digital marketing for breweries uh, as like contracting work before. And it's really interesting because everyone's trying to be authentic and Mm -hmm. they're trying to show that in a way that is saying, Hey, like look at our space and what we're doing and how we're creating it. And it's so much easier to see that through a social feed. If you're like, where do I want to go? And like, I'm sure Alexis does this when she travels. Like I'm looking at that Instagram to see like, what do they have going on? Are they active? Like what beers do they have on tap? And they have a really unique way to engage an audience that breweries haven't had before, right? It used to just be a brewery website and like, that's it. (laughs) And the reason we started work for your beer was because all these breweries have really amazing events and they didn't have a really good way to like tell people about it. We literally would learn about beer yoga classes while we were in the restroom at a brewery on a flyer on the wall. And so now there's all these different ways to engage people to get them out to new events that they have. And it's a really good tool for them to use it if they're consistent. And the biggest thing for breweries, I think, is like creating a really strong brand um, through their social media and, and, you know, staying authentic and uh, engaging. Um, So the other thing that I do want to hit on with social too, which Mm -hmm. is like super, super important is like the entire notion of like Women of the Bevolution that happened last year was because of something that was said on an Instagram story. Uh, And that really led a huge change in the industry for giving women a space to say like, hey, yeah, like we all are kind of in this together. And there's been so many like friendships made through social media in the beer community and a lot of movements to help better it. And that's like super important to me. Like I'm like definitely <laughs> preaching the diversity and beer aspect uh, across work for your beer. And that was like a huge moment where you're like, oh no, social media like has a space here and it's going to help us. It's going to help this industry improve.
0: Yeah. Well, it. it, it- Connected a lot of stories, and I think for so long, you know, obviously there wasn't a platform to put them all. Because for for so long, we've I've I've had discussions on this podcast before with different episodes. We've talked about founders, Boulevard, all these other larger stories. Uh, but having the ability to kind of showcase that craft beer is not ninety nine percent asshole free like they used to preach, Um, and that you know it really has given that platform to people. And and like you said, it is really just starting. There there there, this, there is by no means. The, the, the it, there's still a lot of work to do essentially. Um, but to go back to your other point, too, that you were talking about, like from an engagement perspective, I, I know for me personally, I, I'm a lot more active on Twitter than I am on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, that's where I kind of started off. But for me, I know I've made decisions based off of how you know, I guess you could say <laughs> interactive brewery accounts have been with me, where I may have had been up in the air between, oh, I'm going to New City, you know, X, Y, and Z brewery. well why brewery has tweeted at me several times and, you know, they seem to be active. They, they retweet, you know, when people visit all this kind of stuff, I'm going to go there and give them my business. Cause you know, they seem to appreciate it when, you know, you you have that kind of relationship built before you even visit. Uh, yeah. So I know for me personally, that's just another little tidbit that breweries, if you interact with people, it's not the same as obviously. It's not like, you know, a, a professional athlete or something, you know, retweeting or something like that, but it does kind of feel kind of funny. You know, when you have these interactions with these kind of brands that, a lot of people kind of look up to. Uh, but we will get right back uh, to our awesome conversation with Alexis and Mel about the Charlotte craft beer scene right after a quick word from a sponsor.
3: Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action packed, high scoring NFL game. But with the latest no brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state or province yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score... You score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: And we are back with Alexis and Mel to talk more about the amazing craft beer scene in Charlotte, North Carolina. So... We've kind of talked about some kind of present topics, but now I want you to look into the crystal ball. What do you see for the future of the Charlotte beer scene? Uh, You know, will there be more growth in different neighborhoods, new trends, um, kind of anything that that you envision happening, Mel?
2: Yeah, so it's interesting because when you think there can't be any more breweries, there are more breweries. And Charlotte's really interesting in the fact that some of the staple breweries or breweries that have been around for, you know, more than five years have started really tapping into expanding tap rooms. Mm -hmm. So one of the trends that I've been seeing is breweries in Charlotte opening a variety of tap rooms nearby. I mean, literally, like it could be like resident culture going from Plaza to South End, or Legion going from Plaza to South Park. Um, And They're opening another location, I believe, but all of these breweries are really understanding their tap room is a space to create a community. And um, it seems to be a pretty profitable thing for them, too. So we're seeing a lot of breweries do that. Um, We're also seeing a lot of breweries from other cities move in. Mm. So it's interesting, like, Burial is going to be here, right? Uh, Which is one of the biggest draws for. Charlotte people to visit Asheville, <laughs> in my opinion, um, they're coming in. Highwire also in Asheville is coming in. Um, you saw Catawba move in at one point. Fanta or one Flora. Yeah, Fonta Flora came in, and so it's interesting to see all of these Charlotte being like the home for the second tap room too. Um, and for a lot of small accessible. breweries
0: too. It's not just like large breweries where you know, like Asheville, you know, Sierra Nevada opened up their main East Eastern Seaboard kind of brewery. Like it's other like smaller. Local breweries to, to North Carolina that are opening up yep. additional spaces in Charlotte.
2: Yeah. And I think they just see how much our city is growing because Charlotte is growing very, very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And again, younger city. So a lot of potential clientele. Uh, and they're finding the space. And honestly, the new breweries are so stunning. Like they have done a really great job investing in their spaces. I can't wait to see Highwire. I do circus like on the side. So like their brewery is circus themed. So I'm like, very excited (laughs) for them to come and see what they end up doing with the space but it's been really fun like visiting each location and the the thing about what's happening with these multiple locations in charlotte is they're not just replicating their tap room in another neighborhood they are taking the personality of that neighborhood and adapting like their branding to fit it one one of the um breweries free range who's originally out of villa heights very close to Noda, um opened something in camp north end completely different vibe similarities across the brand but you can tell they adopted what they were doing there for that specific audience and it's very cool to see that like it's i i want to be the marketing person helping with that because everyone's been like really spot on with it
0: yeah that's good because breweries that open up multiple tap rooms you know a lot of times they don't they're not trying to just copy and paste the same exact you know atmosphere and experience for folks they really like you know giving giving people in different areas you have different kinds of vibes so alexis what are your thoughts in terms of what you see potentially happening in terms of, you know, different things potentially occurring in Charlotte.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm super excited about the new places that are coming to Charlotte as well. Um, Specifically weathered souls out of San Antonio is going to open. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, And so I am super pumped to see that happen. Um, They're also going to have an incubator to help different minority folks learn how to brew and get their feet in the water. Um, And so we're really excited about that. And then also Burial, as Mel said, Burial is like the number one for me in the state of North Carolina. So I'm very excited to see them open in Plaza too. They've been doing some little pop-ups, which has been really fun. Um, but I think it's going to continue to grow. I mean, we still see breweries opening all the time and you would think that, you know, there's a certain cap or something. And certainly everyone in the comments of every article always thinks there is should be a cap. And uh, there are some people who have some really, really strong opinions about the number of breweries in the city. But... There are neighborhoods where there's only one or two breweries still. And so people want to go to breweries. You don't want to drive across the city, might as well open up one in your neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so I don't really see that changing anytime soon. I think potentially you'll get some of the breweries that aren't as successful at closing with time, but that's just natural. So I'm excited to continue to grow and especially for these new ones to come in and open up their second locations, like we talked about.
0: We we've we've had this kind of conversation too in some previous episodes about. Yeah, you may not necessarily get your Sierra Nevada isn't gonna spring up out of nowhere, but the trend right now is is that it's neighborhood breweries. It's breweries that you obviously get visitors, but you're essentially catering people that live within a an X radius from, from your tap room. And so to say that you know you're oversaturated, it's not about necessarily total number, it's about how many potential locations are there where people that are there are wanting to drink beer where it becomes convenient for them. Um and Ida question about the burial, do you know is burial also going to be brewing there at all? Or is it just going to be tap? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it just gonna be an auxiliary tap room?
1: Yeah, just a tap room. I so wonder if they'll that's do that's some, what flaunta
0: like, floor is too at Optimus Hall, correct?
1: Yeah. Okay. I wonder if they'll
2: do some like small batch experimentation or anything. Or I you know what I bet they'll do is
1: start some local Charlotte collabs. Yeah, okay. I definitely think they're gonna do a lot of collabs, especially with residents since they're right up the road. Um, but it will be really interesting to see how that goes. They were supposed to open earlier, but they just keep having a bunch of permit delays and things like that. So, who knows when we're they'll be patiently that's, that's just that's just how
0: it goes. I feel like so many brews. I know back home in Milwaukee, there's like there's one brew that just opened, and there's two more that were supposedly have been in the process of opening like trying to open, you know, for two plus years. And Obviously it's always hard to open a brewery even without a pandemic. And then you throw that extra curveball in there. Um, I had kind of a bonus question. I was wondering, you know, we were talking about how quickly it's changed and how great the beer scene is. Um, Alexa, I know, especially you have obviously traveled a lot too. I'm sure Mel, you've been to other cities and explored the beer scene as well. How would you say Charlotte kind of stacks up, you know, with how quickly they've kind of evolved in terms of comparing the craft beer scene to other similar size cities in in the region or even, you know, across the nation?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, for the size of the city we have a ton of beer um and that's not i mean charlotte's a big city but it's not mm-hmm. san diego or chicago or new york or something like that so i mean it is overwhelming for i'm sure for people who are planning to come here and they pull up a map and they're like holy cow what am i supposed to do with these 80 breweries i have three days right yeah um and so it there's definitely a ton of them and i think that's comparable though to most cities these days when i like i'm Going to San Diego next week. Um, and was just trying to plan through, like you said, some of those breweries, like it's a huge county to try to visit a bunch of different places. And so we are definitely like smaller in Charlotte. The highways are like generally like pretty straightforward. You can go up and down and around, and so (laughs) you can get to anything pretty quickly, um, which is nice. And you don't see that in all cities, that's for sure, but we definitely have a ton of breweries for the size of our city.
0: And uh, Mel, what about about you think, like in terms of how Charlotte kind of compares to other, I guess North Carolina, depending if you consider it Southeast, Mid-Atlantic, however you would consider it, you know, comparing it to other cities in the region.
2: Um, I think Charlotte in North Carolina, outside of Asheville, is the Prominent beer city, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Raleigh's got a handful of great breweries, and you can go up to Wilmington, and um, there are a couple of other small cities that have some good breweries in them. But Charlotte is definitely a force to be reckoned with, and it's not just the quantity; like we have good quality beer yeah. here, like. I I was trying to think of like, Hey, what brewery do I like hate their beer of? And like there, (laughs) there's like one or two that I can name out of 60, you know, and we're not like, it's not like you're going to get like all West coast IPAs. Like there's a really good, um, diverse selection of brew styles and every brewery does a really good job kind of having their unique flair on Mm -hmm. things. So I would say like quantity and quality, we're definitely like matching some of these bigger cities. Um, I used to travel out to Denver, Colorado a lot for work. Hmm. Um, and so... They I think, got a couple out there. Yeah. Talk about like cream of the crop breweries. But like, I mean, I, I feel like Charlotte stands up to some of the breweries out there. And like, I think that, um, you know, it's... I don't know if we're like underrated because I live here. So I obviously just like only think about Charlotte beer. Um, But I definitely think that people don't think like Charlotte and beer immediately. I think they're usually Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised when they come here. And they're like, what? We can walk to seven breweries. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, this is just one neighborhood. You want to walk to seven more? Like, let's go. (laughs) go
0: From my perspective, too, I I was very surprised. And I think it's because I think Charlotte does fly under the radar for a couple reasons. One, Asheville obviously takes headlines nationally because, it's long been a craft beer destination basically mm-hmm. from early on in the craft beer boom it's always been considered that and charlotte also has a lot of very very good breweries and i can attest to that they don't have as many like large they don't have like the large regional breweries necessarily that mm-hmm. a lot of people are familiar with like the names when like in terms of a national scale people from around the country may not be familiar with the names that we're talking about yeah and that's one reason I'm hoping to give them some shine because they deserve it because there's a lot of really great beer. You just may have to come to Charlotte to drink more. Of it. I don't do you know what the largest brewery is in in, in
2: Charlotte?
1: It's got to be o right? Yeah, and it's Old Mac and Noda okay. is right behind us.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I figured reason, it was one of those older ones.
2: Uh, the reason too, like I don't think people see our charlotte beers like across the nation is because there's been some like weird distribution laws in north carolina that like omb and nota have like actively fought against for years and so distribution was a really hard thing um, for charlotte breweries to like get into in a way that was like cost efficient for them (laughs) so you'll see like divine barrels beers in like the different beer packages that are available like they work with why am i blanking on the name of it alexis help me there's like one beer kit that divine always gets in and they send all I'm blanking on the name. I'll think of it later. Um, but like, well, yeah, Tavor. Thank you.
0: Oh
3: yeah.
2: Um, like they'll always end up in a Tavor package and I'll see someone in California drinking a Carolina cobbler and I'm like, hell yeah. Like that's exciting. And then I'm like they're, but they are lucky that they got like swept into like Tavor to be able to get distributed that
1: way. Not everyone has that like luxury. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the laws here are honestly crazy. Like I lived in Louisiana for a while before moving here in New Orleans and I thought those laws were crazy. And then I moved here and I was like, wait, so I can't just like have a can of beer. Like they changed a lot in the last couple of years because of the work that Old Mac and Noda and other folks have done. But um, the distribution rules have been really restrictive in North Carolina for a long time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that that's something that's changed rapidly, I think over the last two years, especially with Different states. I know some states haven't been as receptive to it, but thankfully, a lot have been able to kind of pull back on some of the different restrictions. You know, due to COVID, making it mm-hmm. easier for beers to get, making it easier for breweries, excuse me, to get their beers to customers um, when rooms, you know, were not able to be quite at the forefront. Uh, but moving on now to the next question, this is always one that I always am, am interested to hear, and that's: Are is there a specific beer, or if you you can be more broad and just a beer style? that you feel best represents Charlotte? Uh, Mel, you can go first.
2: Oh, I was going to be so curious for Alexis's answer. This. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is funny because like the first beer that I thought of with this was Noda Brewing's Hop, Drop and Roll. Um, not because I think Charlotte's like, they, I mean, we do make IP, a lot of IPAs here, but it, it's one of those beers that's been around forever um, and I feel like it has like a name, right? And then the other one I always joke is the Budweiser of Charlotte and that's OMB's Copper. <laughs> um, it's just on tap everywhere. And uh, I always joke that it's like the basic beer of Charlotte. Um, the gateway
0: beer. That's what thats what you can call it nicely. You just say it's the gateway beer for craft. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that, those are the two like beer beers I thought of. I don't know that we have like a style that represents Charlotte. I'm curious to yeah. see what Alexis says. <laughs>
1: I mean, I would say Hazy IPA is like a lot of the country, obviously, right now. But um, you can't go to a single brewery in Charlotte that doesn't have one on draft. And a lot of them do them really well um, from visiting different cities. I can tell you that other cities don't do them as well and they're not good to drink. (laughs) So I think we really are spoiled in Charlotte with so many breweries that can just crush the juicy IPA game. But you can also, like Mel said, you can get a fantastic pilsner. You can get a great fruited sour. You can get a fantastic barrel-aged stout. It just really depends on what you're looking for. And every brewery does things a little differently. And you can, you know, if today I want a pilsner... I might not go to resident culture, but I might go to resident culture because they also still do have great posters. you know? Like there's lots of options just depending on what you're looking for. Um, if I want a West Coast, I'm definitely going to Divine Barrel and that's it. I'm just going to sit there for hours and drink them and that'll be great. Yeah. Um, but it's just really interesting to think about like, a style for a city. Um, and When I listened to some of the other episodes and heard their answers, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously, San Diego, it would be West Coast IPA. And like Chicago, obviously, it's a barrel aged stout because that's what they're known for. And that's historically what they've been. But Charlotte is still so new to the beer scene that we don't have yeah. a, an identity. Yeah. Um, it's just a bunch of people trying to figure it out, I think. So that's why good I was-
0: beer, though. You know, <laughs> may not be quite the same history, but they're still making good beer. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Well, and speaking of that good beer, now we get to always kind of the favorite slash not favorite question uh, that I like to kind of conclude things with. And that's not necessarily, you know, I know it's hard to say like no quote unquote favorite breweries, but what are three breweries that you just really appreciate that you really want to give some shine to that you seem to enjoy just you know exponentially i i have an answer for this too for charlie even though i meant all of them i think you guys are going to like my picks but i'm curious to see what you guys have to say about it
2: well i feel like i gave my my two already the divine barrel and salute cerveceria those are the two i bring everyone those are like my homies um I feel like my tie for third is like seven breweries long.
0: You can, Um, if you need to give a couple, it's okay, you know. And if Alexis wants to, you know, jump in and add in her thoughts on them too, that's fine.
2: Well, I want to give like a special shout out to High Branch because I feel like Mm -hmm. High Branch flies under the radar and in Charlotte because it's not in Charlotte; it's in Concord. But they make just some incredible stouts and sours, like game changers. And I wish it was closer Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I could drink more of their beer more frequently. Um, But they're one that's like just on the outskirts of Charlotte, but definitely worth a stop, Um, especially with their new tap room there. If you're ever in Charlotte, they're like Mm -hmm. the one that I'm like, go out of the way for them.
1: Yeah, I would say, um, obviously, Resident Culture, like I said earlier, is my favorite. And I don't care. I do play favorites. They're just the best. And there's (laughs) no debate. Um, (laughs) um, But then, as Mel said, I also love Salud. The vibes there are incredible. If you want the beer that they make, you can sit upstairs in their beautiful taproom that Daryl and designed, like, to just a magnificent degree. Or if you want some other really great beers, downstairs, they have the best beer bar in America. Um, And that's not me talking. That's uh, USA Today four years
2: That's in a row three years America in America talking <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean they and I just love that each area upstairs and downstairs is so different and you can clearly see Daryl in upstairs and Jason downstairs yep. <laughs> with two co owners just based on their personalities and it's it's a great place to hang out they've got great pizza as well um so I usually say resident and salute and then from there my third choice always changes um I love heist barrel arts location um it's not as crowded And they have great pizza from Libby's, and their outside space is massive, um, super dog-friendly, kid-friendly, all of that. Um, But then I also really love Edge City. And I feel like because they opened during COVID, they have not gotten the attention that they deserve. But they make an incredible amount of beers because they have a tiny little brew system. And so they constantly are brewing and creating new things. Um, And every single beer I've ever had there has been incredible. The vibes there are awesome as well because... They just did a great job designing Mel, There's plants everywhere and <laughs> they've got a little outdoor patio too. And it's just a really great place to hang out. So I would say those are my top four, but obviously always changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: it totally
2: depends on the mood, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, we obviously have somewhat similar tastes because my, my top three would be, would be Salud, Divine Barrel and Resident Culture. Oh. So those would be, those would be my top three. And if you read, I, I just released uh Here at the beginning of the year, my my annual review, which I do, which is I have 20 quote unquote awards that I that I hand out. um, And there's five nominees for each. And this year there was 200 over 270 breweries were eligible for it. So it's it's a fairly competitive thing, you know, to get to. And uh, Salud was actually in my top was one of the five nominees for Best Small Brewery. And they also won for Best Sour. Oh, um, yeah. So, Daryl
2: rice, would you drink? Yes. What sour? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: the Daryl Rice. Yep, that's, that's the so one. That's rooted sour with raspberry, blackberry, and pomegranate. So, um, that's the
1: best flavor. So, they change up the flavors, and that one is hands down the best. Oh, I remember
0: because it's funny. I'd actually written, I actually basically had written my whole thing because I was like, okay, I've got one more trip. I, I can edit if I need to. And as soon as I started, I started drinking, I told my bartender I'd been talking to her about what I was doing. And I was like, well, I guess I have to go edit because you guys are now in like, this is <laughs> this. Um, so. Yeah, I just I, I really did thoroughly enjoy my my visit to Charlotte. I wish I would have had more time because there is still brews that I obviously left behind, which just means I have to make a return trip someday. Um, but I am glad yeah. to finally to finally visit there. Uh, but do you guys have any other final thoughts, conclusion conclusions about the Charlotte craft beer scene? Why people should come check it out, um, and then as well as kind of give a shout out again to you know social media blogs, all that kind of stuff, so that people can can find you online. Uh, Mel, you can go first.
2: Yeah, I just want to say come visit. I think uh, everyone in the craft beer scene here is really approachable and really passionate about what we do. Um, every brewery is different and unique and you will absolutely find something you love there. One thing I did, I don't know if you tried the seltzers at Salud Cerveceria or not, but even if you're not a beer person, go grab a seltzer at Salute. Like, Literally, it tastes mm-hmm. like
1: juice. It tastes like
2: it's like no seltzer you've ever had before. So good. Um, But even if you're not a beer person, the breweries in general are so accepting and offer a variety of any beverage you can ever want. Um, But yeah, if you like following, uh, you know, fitness and beer accounts, it's at work for your beer if you would like to to give us a follow. And uh, you might even be able to
1: try some of our collab beers that just came out. So that's exciting.
0: Very exciting. And Alexis?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would also say come visit. I think we're super underrated because people just think about Asheville, but I would argue that we have more high quality breweries than Asheville does these days. Um, just, just going to be frank with you. Um, and then, like, yes, they have the most breweries per capita and yes, they make some great beer. Obviously burial is housed there, but um, I really do think that the Charlotte beer scene has become better than Asheville's over time. Um, so come check us out. We'd love to have you and our, our local small businesses would love to have you as well. Um, so, hope you guys will check us out. We also have a major airport, much easier to fly into than most places. So, if you uh, ever fly American, here we are. Um, <laughs> and then, um, as I said before on Instagram, I'm at Adventures and Ales. Um, also, have a beer and travel website full of all kinds of recommendations and city guides and all of that. And it's just adventuresandales.com.
0: That is great. Well, thank you again, Alexis and Mel, so much. I loved hearing more about the Charlotte craft beer scene. Like I said, really enjoyed my time there. Need to get back. Uh, for, for any new listeners, you can find me on Twitter at brewery travels, Instagram at brewery underscore travels, my website, thebrewerytravels.com where you can find, uh, some articles, links for the podcast links for my merchandise store, all that good stuff. Uh, and, Otherwise, remember whether it's where you're living or where you're visiting, be sure to drink local everywhere. Cheers, everyone.